Welcome to Getting Weird with Ashley Good. Yes, I'm back at it after a few weeks off, and I'm sorry to say I'm actually going to be taking another few weeks off. But I didn't want to lie to you guys. I told you that the show would be coming back on December the 14th. So, yeah, I'm recording this last minute, of course. Because I said I would. Oh, and I just burped again. Oh, this show is a... It's a full-on train wreck, but again, that is why I will be taking a several-week break. You know, I'm 30 seconds in. I could start over, and I'm just, I'm not going to. I am leaning in to the realism, to the imperfection. I think there's a Japanese term for it, something relating to art. You know, they... There's these artists and they make these, they have the ceramic mugs and then they break and they put them back together with gold. And then it's like, oh, you see their flaws and it's more beautiful for it. That is me and my burping and acid reflux. It just, it makes me more beautiful. (laughs) So how is everybody doing? Getting ready for Christmas? Wow, that sounded like really wannabe broadcaster just... How's everyone doing? It's been a long few weeks, man. It's been still raining out here. The rain doesn't stop. It's so dark. There's still the the vaccine passport things everywhere, so unless you want to support that, you can't really do a whole lot, which sucks. Um... And shit is getting crazy expensive. Um, That was one of the things I wanted to bring up in this episode. Just not even just, you know, food and everything. Just that was an awkward sentence. Let me start this over. Everything's getting expensive. Like everything. I can't even believe real estate, which I know that sounds like an obvious thing to say. Like, of course, real estate's expensive. It's getting pricey everywhere. But I randomly looked up how much it costs in the uh, town that I was born in, which it's a total crack town. And I can say that because I was born there. So I was given that privilege to refer to this town as a crack town. It is almost as expensive as Victoria. Holy fuck. Like, the, the city is in decay and they have these crack shacks. That are close to a million dollars. I can't believe it. <laughs> like, this isn't ending. I say this as a, like, this isn't a flex I bought a while ago when, you know, you still could. But as a homeowner, we need a goddamn crash or a correction of some sort. Because, <laughs> like, what are people supposed to do? I mean, it's impossible to get in now, right? Unless you have a ton of savings or, you know, family helping you out, which no shade at that. Seriously, if you have family that can help you get into real estate, take the help. Take the help. Because unless we have a quote-unquote correction sometime soon, there's going to be no getting in. Um, Especially on Vancouver Island, because it's the, you know, 
It's a desirable place. So everybody wants to move here. All of the the old people that would typically go down to Arizona and stuff for the winter, they're all now moving out here because we don't really get snow. So it's basically tropical. I mean, there's palm trees, still cold, but yeah. Again, not a flex, not trying to be like, oh, I live in the most desirable area of British Columbia. But I mean, I guess technically I do. And yet I still find things to bitch about. Um, yeah, I really feel for teenagers and 20-somethings, though, like especially the single ones. Imagine living out here or really anywhere and not being established yet. Like just trying to start out, you're working minimum wage or hell, even more than minimum wage. Like you can't, you can't do it, especially if you're single. It's, yeah, if you fall into one of those categories, you know, teenagers or 20 somethings, which according to this podcast stats is possible. We do have some younger listeners, but yeah, you're not paranoid. Society really is stacked against you. (laughs) When I, okay, so. Pretend I'm wearing like a shawl. I'm going to give you guys an old lady story. Real blast from the past. When I was 18, I moved to Victoria on my own for the first time. And I I only ended up staying out here for five months because I didn't know anyone. And I was broke and lonely. And it was sad. But, you know, I still, I supported myself for those five months. I made it work. But when I first moved out here before you know, moving back to the Okanagan. My very first apartment was this little, you know, called a bachelor pad, a bachelor suite. It's like a one room open concept. I'm, I'm so tired. You guys just bear with me. When I first moved out here for that little apartment of my own, no roommates, Utilities included, except for internet. I paid $500 a month. $500! When I moved out to Vancouver Island with my husband about... Holy crap. 10 years ago now. It was like... Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. No, I shouldn't apologize. That's just... That's my beauty leaking out. Um, When I moved here about 10 years ago with my husband... Uh, how much did we pay? Yeah, our place was like a thousand. And I was like, wow, I remember when it was 500. Granted, we'd moved into a bigger place and there was two of us. Um, the last place, the last condo we rented before we bought our home about five plus years ago, we paid about $1,400 a month. And it was nice. Like, it was a really nice place. It was a steal of a deal. And now, my co-worker, who's... She's a youngin, like 20. In a small two-bedroom apartment. Same neighborhood. Does not include utilities. Doesn't include parking. Doesn't include pet deposit. Over $2,200 a month. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. How is any of this sustainable? How is anybody supposed to, like supposed to start their life? It actually makes me feel sick. It's not the reason I've been burping so much, but you know what? It contributes to it. But do you hear 
do you hear politicians speaking about any of that? I mean, during election cycles, you know, they always talk about affordability for low-income families and seniors. And then, I mean, do next to nothing to help them. But they won't even spare an empty gesture for, like, teenagers and 20-somethings. People that are just starting out. And I know when I was young and I was broke, I heard from so many people, can't you just ask your parents for money? But no, like, it shouldn't need to be said, but not every young adult has help from their families. Some of them don't have families. Some of them don't have families that will help them. It's, you don't treat any other adult that way. So we shouldn't just expect that a 20-something can go to mom and dad, you know, for help. Many of them are out there doing, most of them, I would say, are out there doing it on their own. And yeah, society is just screwing them over right now. It's so infuriating. Um, when I tried to go to college... The first time, like I did try going straight out of high school and then I went in my 20s as an adult, more of an adult. <laughs> but when I tried to go straight out of high school, I couldn't because my parents wouldn't even sign for my student loans because they didn't want to be responsible for them if I just dropped out. Lovely, huh? You know, I was pretty much a straight A high grade student, but they're like, yeah, no. So, but that's another story for a therapist. Not for you guys. Um, yeah, I don't want to just complain about the way things are. And I wish I could present a solution, but I can't. You know, other than encouraging 20-somethings to supplement their food budgets by eating the rich. So I'll just say that my heart goes out to all of you. And when given your next opportunity, you need to all vote for these old assholes out. Even though I know that won't actually make a difference. Or, you know, learn how to build stockades. And I feel like this is where I should insert my disclaimer. And remember, I'm just a random lady in the suburbs. Everything I say is satirical, social commentary, or artistic expression. If you don't agree with me, that's okay. Sometimes I don't even agree with me. Please don't sue. Bye. It's jokes. It's all jokes, people. Seriously. It feels like nobody understands satire anymore, and I'm going to end up on a list if I haven't already, and not just a list of the most beautiful and least gaseous, 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 other than a list of <laughs> most beautiful and least bloated podcasters. Yeah, that'll work. Um, so speaking of the plight of the youth, um, over the past several episodes, I have discussed, you know, various health issues like acid reflux. So that hasn't gone away. So this episode's also going to be fairly short because it actually hurts to speak. Um, but it's because I'm like actually nervous to say it on here. I'm nervous to put it out publicly um, just because I'm a fairly private person when it comes to details like this, but you guys, I'm pregnant. Yeah, not just like pregnant. I am deliberately pregnant. This was planned. I put effort in to make this happen. My, I was like, I decided to bring life into this world. How fucking stupid am I? <laughs> um, yeah, so it was actually a struggle to get here. Um, but yeah, 
talk about timing like nothing like bringing a new life into the world as it feels like everything is collapsing don't get me wrong i'm actually super psyched um not just about the collapse but about the bringing a life into the world that's so trippy it still doesn't feel real i mean physically i feel like hot garbage but it doesn't feel real i'm going to be a parent that's I'll be a mom. That's so weird. I've said so much on this show and I'm like, is that really mom material? But you know what? It is because moms can be whoever the fuck they want to be. And I hope my kid grows up to be interesting and a critical thinker. And I hope they're a giant old weirdo too. And honestly, with me raising them, there's very little chance that they won't be. So yeah. I don't know. It's weird because usually I'll have seasonal affective disorder too. I get kind of depressed in the winter, but other than the the constant puking because I have that fun, I can't even pronounce it, but the, the morning sickness that doesn't stop. Yeah, I got that. It's fun. So other than that, and just being in pain and feeling gross and the constant burping, mentally mentally I'm great like I'm actually optimistic which is really weird it's nice so I don't know like when things feel hopeless maybe it's the time when we all need to have the most hope you know so in the world when the world feels like it's run by sociopaths because it is maybe that's the time when we actually need more good people in it so what I'm saying is, you should all go out and have unprotected sex. Unless you have an STD. Then I mean, like, can you poke a hole in the condom? Will that, like, protect yourself or your partner if you have an STD? I don't know. I've never had an STD. But you know what? Food for thought. If anyone knows the answer to this, please let me know. If you have herpes, chlamydia, genital warts, whatever STDs there are out there. I've thankfully never caught one. I am not well versed in this field. If you have an STD, but you just poke a little hole in the condom, can you still get pregnant and protect yourself from the STD? And you know what? After saying all this, everyone's going to be like, wow, you should <laughs> not have gotten pregnant. That is the stupidest thing you could have asked. Again, satire, people satire just a sad old knocked up lady trying to be funny yeah i don't know i'm not like an oh my god baby person like i'm much better with children and teenagers you know formed humans but i'm really looking forward to teaching a person not to suck or you know at least trying my best not to i keep telling my husband with all of the sickness and everything i'm like man this kid cannot be a douchebag like, they really have to be awesome. Or I'm going to be really upset because this is not easy. And this is... This is a one and done baby. Like, I'm not going through this again. I know some people have things easier, but... Oh, I am not one of those lucky ladies. Uh, yeah. So that leads me to my next announcement that this show is taking another break until about mid-January. Because, you know, the media tries to tell women that we can have and do it all. But I'm just going to say it, that's a fucking lie. <laughs> like, yeah, some women, some very, 
very lucky bitches. <laughs> they have easy pregnancies. But not all of them are that easy. Um, Yeah, I felt like death since about September. But I... And again, it wasn't easy to even get to this point. Like, So I, I'm not trying to sound ungrateful. I am... I'm so genuinely so grateful for this pregnancy and for it to have stuck and be working out. So I'm, I really do want to say from my heart that I'm not trying to sound ungrateful for that, but I have felt like death since September <laughs> and I have puked so much that I should have abs from the workout, but because of the bloating, I'm just, I feel like a ball. Yeah. And the acid reflux is so persistent that speaking is actually difficult. And when I work more than two shifts on my feet in a row, that it feels like my hips are starting to separate. Because they are. And I'm only halfway done. But I'm being transparent about this because before I, you know, attempted this, this journey into motherhood, I did not expect any of this. Like, not at all. I was so naive. Oh, Ashley of 2020 was so naive. Huh. I thought, okay, you get pregnant. Maybe the last few months suck. That's when everything goes to hell, right? I had no idea that it was the first, the first part that's also super shitty. And then apparently your energy and stuff comes back in the second trimester. And eventually you stop puking. Hopefully, knock on wood. So, yeah, I'm there now. I'm halfway through, but I'm still puking. And I'm hoping come January, the food will stop falling out of me. I'm sorry for that graphic image. But yeah, I'm hoping things by mid-January will be better. And then I can keep podcasting. So, yeah, for my own health. And so you don't have to actually listen to me complain every week. Going on a bit of a break. And... It hurts to take this break because, believe it or not, I'm incredibly stubborn and I don't like to admit that sometimes I have physical limitations. And as a feminist, whatever the fuck that still means, I really hate it because the idea of not being able to do something because of pregnancy just feels so... Like, taking a break from podcasting, a podcast that I keep making basically because I can, that, you know, because I still have that freedom and I feel like it's my obligation to do. Not being able to do it because of pregnancy makes me feel like a failure. And I know I'm not. Like, I'm literally growing a human. But... After a lifetime of exposing myself, you know, to media and hearing so much about the myths of pregnancy and how, you know, oh, like, you just get pregnant and then you, like, puke once or twice and then you just live your life and you have to because you're a badass businesswoman. I don't know. You start to internalize that shit, even though you know it's not real. And instead of hearing about pregnancy from actual moms, like my views on the whole childbirthing process and what happens to your body as a woman have been extremely warped. And it's kind of embarrassing to admit that, but I feel like I should because maybe some of you listening don't understand, you know, 
what it all entails or how your views on motherhood and pregnancy and everything have been warped just from the media. Yeah. Food for thought. God, and my back hurts too. Oh my God. Seriously. Women out there. Uh, yeah. If you want to have a baby, you make sure you are really, really certain you want it. Because it's a lot of, it's a lot of work to get there. And again, most of you are probably like, well, no shit. But I was not expecting this. So expecting the baby, I did not expect how physically hard this would be on me. And again, not everybody deals with this, but yeah. And to recap, very great about the whole baby thing. Not trying to sound ungrateful about that. I just want to stop puking. Is that too much to ask? All I want for Christmas is to stop vomiting for the rest of the time. But yeah, so now you all know. Um, I'm keeping all this stuff off of social media. Uh, friends and family have been told in person or actually through snail mail. And now you guys are hearing it through this show. So when Getting Weird with Ashley Good comes back, I might have more to talk about, but probably not. Like, you don't want to hear about that all the time. You don't want to hear about pregnancy stuff. Because if you did, you would just listen to, like, a mommy podcast. And I... Not that there's anything wrong with those. It's just that's not what this show is. It was meant to be conspiratorial. I don't know. Maybe I'll get paranoid about the baby industry. And... And cover some dirt on that over the next month. And that'll give me material. The baby industry. It's got to be a thing, right? The pink and blue mafia. The drool gang. I don't know. This is... I'm floundering here. Um, in other news, the Foggyal Film Festival. And the show is nothing if not full of awkward segues. Um, but the Foggyal Film Festival is coming back in 2022. Which is weird because it's still 2020, right? Anyway, I have no idea if the festival will be in person and online or just online only. But because I mean, that all depends on so much. Like, does anybody have any idea what it's going to be like in September and October of 2022? No, you don't have a clue. So I'm doing my best, making plans for the show and whatever form it'll take. And yeah, it opens up for submissions on January 1st. So stay tuned for that. I still need to make the promo materials, but that doesn't actually involve speaking, so I should be okay. What what else do I have? What else? Oh. <clears throat> oh, man. Are you guys going to miss this over the holidays? So, yeah, if you have a short, dark comedy um, or horror comedy that you shot sometime over the past two years, please submit it to the Foggyal Film Festival. Go to foggyalfilms.com or follow it on Instagram at foggyalfilms. That's where all the details will be. Um, you can actually submit through filmfreeway.com slash foggyalfilms. So that is what's going on with that. Um... Any more updates? Any more updates? Please buy my books. If you'd like to support my unborn child. <laughs> help with their future down payment. 
on their 10 by 10 square foot first apartment. Um, yeah, <laughs> buy a copy of Mary and the Alien or just add water for Christmas. Books are available everywhere. I fucking hate chilling. That is the worst part. I love the writing. I hate the promoting. But I do appreciate when you guys do buy the books. That means a lot. Um, they're pretty well reviewed, which is great. It's nice to know that I can, in fact, string together a sentence. And people are not just humoring me. Oh, I had some notes of, like, other interesting things I wanted to bring up in this episode. For some reason, I bookmarked a news story about there being a Rice Krispie shortage. I honestly might have just misclicked that. I don't know why I had that saved. And I don't know why once noticing I had that saved, I didn't just delete it. And now I'm telling you, guys, if you see Rice Krispies on store shelves, you buy those. Because they're going to be worth their not very heavy weight in gold. Yeah. But okay, <laughs> that is the episode of Getting Weird with Ashley Good. Please uh, rate and review. I hate to say that, but, you know, it actually does help. So if you're listening through iTunes, please give the show five stars. Please don't give it a positive review and four stars. That is mean. Might feel like you're doing a nice thing, but no. If you can't give the show five stars, it's best just not to give it anything. I'm falling asleep. Oh, and I'm going for a float after one of the, sen the sensory deprivation tanks. I am totally going to fall asleep. I'm just going to be fat and floating and burping and sleeping. And they're probably going to have to come and wake me up and it's going to be super awkward. Okay, I will see you guys in January. Have a very happy, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. I think Hanukkah's over. Uh, just, yeah, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for supporting me in the show. And have a happy new year, and I will see you guys in 2022. Oh my goodness. Okay, bye. I need a little bit more jingle. Jingle, jingle, jingle.
And remember, I am just a random lady in the suburbs. Everything I say is satirical, social commentary, or artistic expression. If you don't agree with me, that's okay. Sometimes I don't even agree with me. Please don't sue. Bye!